Hey, what's happening? It's the Armchair Sports Guys here. Coming back to you on a Wednesday, Wacking is here again. We got Sean Farhadian, Michael Chance, Rich Mays, Matt O'Brien will be joining us shortly. I'm G.J. Mitchell. Uh, we got an action-packed segment here. Some big news happening today uh, in the world of the NBA, Harden, trade, NBA COVID issues. We're going to talk the Bruins season up. Or that is tomorrow. We're going to give some predictions how we think the season's going to shake out. We're going to talk about the NFL divisional round and what's going on with that and uh, you know, who, who we think is going to win. Uh, Red Sox, are they going to trade uh, Andrew Benintendi or what? Uh, Bill Belichick, big news there as he declines the Medal of Freedom. And then our newest segment, the Hot Take Court. This time it is Mike back in the ring again because he got his ass kicked once. He wants to try and get his ass kicked again. He's going against this guy here. And we're going to talk about, is Bill Belichick the right guy for the rebuild for the Patriots? But, Boys, how you doing? How you feeling? What's going on? Oh, I'm great. We're collectively just we're ready. Feeling I mean, good, George. Feeling hey, you good. know, I mean, hey, pre- appreciate it. Love, love the enthusiasm. Way to, way to, way to, you know, get the show started off on a we're doing on a real awesome. high energy, positive note, you dickheads. I, I can't uh, wait to be the defendant again. I'm always a defendant, never the plaintiff. When will this change? Well, I mean, if you when stop you make doing better arguments, yeah, when yeah, you stop, stop doing stupid the law, shit, asshole. Yeah, when, when you stop when, doing stupid shit, you'll when be someone fine. when someone finally says, "Wow, Mike is really just an asshole." <laughs> Hence, defend him. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, let's Legacy. get on to the big news. Um, and this is the, the 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 breaking news as of I think it was around four o'clock, uh, four thirty today, um, where. Uh, Shams uh, on uh, on Twitter broke down the trade. So James Harden is on the move. He's leaving the Rockets. He's going to the Nets. And you would think, all right, well, he's going to the Nets. Maybe Kyrie's going back, a one-for-one one deal. No, no, no. Uh, it is the Rockets are going to get – and now there's a three-team trade here. Um, it's the Nets. It's the – well, four teams actually. The Rockets, the Nets, the Pacers, and the Cavs. Hurts my brain, stay, man. Stay with me, folks, because this <laughs> yeah. is confusing as shit. I drew a picture. <laughs> I love it, Rich. I love it. I couldn't understand <laughs> the words, so I just put their names, and then I drew lines. <laughs> oh, that's that's pretty, you know what? Pretty much, you need you know what's that uh, what's that line where the guys the the meme where the guy's got a cigarette, he's got that chart going on with the string theory, and he's trying to explain shit. Oh, to it's people. Always, always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Thank Charlie you. Charlie in the mailroom. Yeah, pretty much that's what we need for this. But um, let's get into it. So the Rockets, and now again, this is after the whole thing's all done. The Rockets are going to get Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, uh, Rodinus, Krukus, I'm sure him. Crocs. Yep, yeah, Crocs guy, the the, the Serbian Croc. Uh, I don't even know if he's Serbian, European Croc. Sounds about right. Um, three of the Brooklyn's first rounders at 2022, 2024, and 2026. Milwaukee's first rounder, which is 2022 unprotected, and four of Brooklyn's first round swaps in 2021, 2023, 2025, and 2027. The Nets, easy, they get James Harden. The Pacers get Karis LeVert, and a second rounder, and the Cavs get Jared Allen and Toreen Prince. You guys follow that with me, or shall I say it again in English? I want to see Rich's picture. <laughs> want to see my picture? <laughs> this will help, bro. Yeah, it's a wild, uh, 
Oh, James Harden. <laughs> that's the unreal, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's crazy that literally you have to do that with this kind of trade in the NBA, these three teams, four team trades. It's like, how do they even, how, did, how did Milwaukee get involved? They might, Is well, that I, a trade, a pick that know, somebody already owned? I will say that, that they're probably in a good spot having to use a lot of Zoom nowadays because that makes the only way you can have a conversation like that, make it all make sense with five different people and 17 players going to I, six I'm not the, places. I, I vote. I'm not the Nets. You guys can take whoever you want. <laughs> I am not the Nets. I'm not taking James Harden in this. Um, <laughs> no, I, I – so – first of all, this is a crazy trade. So now you're going to have on Brooklyn, which on paper, I'm going to say this exactly the way it should be said on paper, Brooklyn has got a hell of a team with Durant, with Kyrie and with Harden. Now on paper, we're going to get to the rest of it in a minute. Yeah. Somebody forgot to tell him you only play with one ball. Yeah. Well, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. Well, none of them, I don't think have any balls. Let's put it that way. Um, I think, (laughs) thanks Peter. Um, The Rockets actually got, uh, got better. And I think they got better by addition, but some subtraction, they got uh, Exum, who I think is sensational to be honest with you. And Victor Oladipo is a hell of a player that the Pacers are giving up. Now the Pacers also get good because they get Karis Levert, who I think is another great player. I don't know why Brooklyn would have traded Exum and Levert, especially Levert. That one, that one just baffles me nonetheless. And they get a second round. All right, whatever. Maybe you can find a diamond in the rough. Maybe you can take a a Bill Belichick move, trade two seconds and a third for a first, and move up in the draft. Whatever. The Cavs, Jared Allen, uh, Torin Prince. Good role player, guys. Uh, could develop into something decent, but I don't think that that's a great. I think that was more of a salary dump, if anything. Yeah. But the Nets, the big thing with James Harden going to, um, you know, going to Brooklyn. Like I said, on paper, this looks good. But, Sean, you just mentioned, and I'm going to go to you right off the bat here. Um, there's only one ball, right? So <laughs> what do they do? I mean – well, I, maybe this is the, they traded for for Harden because they don't think Kyrie's ever going to come back and play. I don't know, man. He uh, guys, MIA, and he and the, the Nets as an organization, nobody knows where he is. So maybe they're planning on him not being a part of the the, the structure and even being on the team anymore. I don't know, but yeah, if they all three of them were to play together, I mean that's a scary lineup. But at some point somebody's got to pass to somebody else and somebody's going to have to pass to somebody else. If they get double team, triple team, whatever, whoever has the hot hand. Yeah. I can see them taking the most shots, but there's only so many shots to take. And those are three guys that are very, very ball dominant players. And I could see tempers player in a lot down the stretch for sure. If they're all on the floor together, fighting for shots like that, but. Well, I mean, the net, the Nets are already sort of falling apart. I mean, and, and right. no, I'm gonna get a, in, that's a whole different thing. Yeah, too, and, yeah. and I'm going to get into the Kyrie thing in just a moment on that, um, and the reason why I say it. But Rich, I want your, you know, your thoughts on this trade. Like, like you said, you had to, you, you had to draw a, a freaking diagram. <laughs> you had to do one of those. Great idea. Though. You had to do one of those compound fractions, like two, you know, two fourths equals dot dot dot, and figure yeah. this out and cross it off and break it down to the lowest common denominator. So. <laughs> I want your thoughts on this. I went full calculator, cat. Did all my calculations. <laughs> Me and my fellow nerds retired retired to the nerdery. <laughs> the only thing I came up with is, you know, yeah, it's nice for the Rockets. They're gonna look good as you know, cannon fodder for the super teams that are developing all over the freaking NBA map here. Um, the the Nets, 
I'm, God, there's so many crazy people on that team. I don't even know who to start with. They're all crazy. But if they can all be crazy together in one direction, it'll be them and the Lakers in the finals, and nobody really will have much to say about it. I mean, honest to God, how do you stop? I mean, weren't uh, was Harden ever a teammate of Durant's in Oklahoma? Or was that? Yeah. He left as Harden came in. Nope, they were there. They, they were there in Oklahoma. Started. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So they already know each other. So I imagine that Kyrie's going to be the one that gets a little jealous with the ball situation because these two former teammates probably will go better together. Yeah, it's a good point. Kyrie. They have done it before. Yeah. And each of them, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yep. it remains to be seen. But now with this coach situation that popped up, um, allegedly, who knows what this team's capable of doing. They're they're going to be like a bag of cats for the next couple of weeks. So <laughs> with one we just have to wait and see. But the other teams will have some nice young dudes and they'll be able to draft some more players and build a, guy, a, a nice team. But, you know, these super teams are going to strangle the life out of everybody. Yeah, no, and I'm with you. And I, I mean, if I'm the Rockets, I am – I mean, you got a fucking haul for this, you know, for Harden. Two um, teams worth of people. Well, that's the thing still, is you got still counting what they got. Yeah, well, that's oh, the yeah, thing. Oh yeah, we is, got another one there. Yeah. Well, you got you got the two. <laughs> you got two guys. You got two guys who in Oladipo and Exum, who I think are great. I don't, oh I, yeah, I, definitely. Let me let me uh, pull back on the word great, but I think they're really solid players. Yeah. You know, Victor Oladipo is an all star, and I think Exum is um is a future star. Uh, you know, especially on the Rockets team with the rest of the their team as it's constituted. But you got three of the Brooklyn first rounders. And if Brooklyn falls apart, which I think they're going to, and Mike, I'm going to go to you in just a moment here. Yeah. Um, you know, they've got 2022, 2024, 2026, and Milwaukee's first rounder in 2022, which is unprotected. So if Milwaukee shits the bed, and then the reason they got Milwaukee's because um, – the Nets had it, so they just gave it to the Rockets. So it's not like anybody traded with Milwaukee. They just got that pick. So if uh, if yeah, if the if the if the Nets shit themselves and and go full <laughs> diarrhea to diaper baby on them, then you could have a phenomenal team. I mean, that's kind of what Danny Ainge did when he was you know traded you know um, uh, Pierce and Garnett and fleeced them and said, hey. Same We're going to take your picks. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, they got fleeced again. Um, and then obviously you get the Brooklyn swaps where literally the Rockets and the Brooklyn have the Rockets basically have the rights to swap any of the years of 21, 23, 25 and 27 for the draft. So this is huge. This is huge for the Rockets. You could see a really, really good Rockets team in the next three years uh, come, you know, come out of the West, um, which would mean probably LeBron will go there because, you know, fuck him. That's where he's going. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. If he ends up on the Houston Rockets. LeBron, LeBron will be know. on the Rockets in 2026. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You'll, you'll, yeah. Oh, yeah. you'll hear, you'll be like, you'll be like, that son of a bitch. He did it again. He um, it again. <laughs> Mike, your thoughts on, uh, on, um, on this trade and, and and what's happening in the NBA right now. I'm not, I'm not surprised at it. And if you look back at the history of just when the Nets became in Brooklyn, they're the team that has always kind of wanted to find those big names with the, the Pierces, the Garnets, the Durants, they really haven't had that four or five year span of a nobody team, like a rebuild team. They've always kind of had that big name guy, bring a name guy in, bring a veteran guy, bring a guy. And I think they know, Sean, you hit, you said it perfectly words out of my mouth is that I, I think they know that with Kyrie going AWOL 
and absolutely, I mean, having zero interaction with anybody in the organization, teammates and well, maybe a couple of teammates, but they're not saying anything. He's AWOL. So they had to pick up something to, to get that limelight and bringing Harden in was the biggest free agent name right now. I mean, I know those are the guys that are out, but as, as a stature of names, Harden is the guy that, I mean, you know, Durant was pushing for that. He's pushed for that for a year. So well, the way, the way I was looking at it too, is I think they um, clearly with what they gave up to get Harden, they're probably counting on him being there for a while because right. they just, they just shipped out a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of their future talent stock. and capital. Yeah. yeah. A lot yeah. of their a lot of their already established NBA talent and their future capital. So they're gonna I think at the very least you could look at this as like a, a damage control plan in case Kyrie does disappear. Hey Stephen Stephen A. Back. Smith. So I don't know. Stephen A. Smith yeah, put that put that tweet retire. out saying Kyrie Irving should just announce retirement today. Right. Why 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 would you string along your teammates, the organization, the league, and the fans? Why are you string everybody along? Just quit. Take your money. Well, crazy. well the, 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 I mean, the one question I have is, is a, I mean, mm-hmm. so obviously the Nets idea right now is to make Durant happy to keep him around. Yeah. Right. right. Um, yeah. And then obviously getting Harden, I think is a huge step. The question is who are you getting in James Harden? Are you getting the James Harden, the MVP, the guy that drops like, you know, 35, 40 points a game, or are you getting this fat bastard out of shape guy who probably can't beat me down the court in a race from uh, hey, he dropped, he dropped 40, he dropped 40 points two weeks ago. So I wouldn't worry about it. Too. Yeah. Great. He could drop 40 points, but can he beat me in a race up and down the court? I well, doubt he's going to be more, he's going to he be also, motivated now, he's but he also gained 40 just, pounds. He That's wasn't what I happy. Mean. No, I know. He looks a little chubby. He definitely does. A little but... chubby. Oh, he looks chubby. Wind bars yeah, are like right. the looks, strip clubs, man. He looks very fat. Listen, he listen. He, he's he's not even. It's not even a little chubby. He's yeah, trying he out for. He he's trying out for fat bastards, distant American cousin, uh, and the new Austin Powers that. movie. You know what I mean? Well, I'm technically James Harden in my belly. At least now he's probably gonna. At least he's gonna drop the weight now. He's gonna. He left. He wasn't happy in Houston. Now he's got a new start. At least for the first month or two, he's going to be happy and, and probably put some work in and maybe slim down a little bit. I would like, I would hope, but I just think uh, I don't know. It's like, well, just, how's it? How's the Chinese buffet in the strip clubs in in, in uh, Brooklyn? That's all I got. I don't know. know. I gotta I gotta imagine they got ring bar. They got something going on. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. True. Well, I mean that's that's his big thing is. You know, I, I let's put it this way. He's literally changing the fiscal landscape from Houston to Brooklyn. <laughs> like literally, you Everything. know, like, yeah, I, I mean, and he likes boobies. Yeah. Well, there's that's a lot what of I mean. them in New York city. He's, gonna be, he's close. That's what I mean. He's going to be, uh, he's going to be really, um, there's a lot to do there. It's not the not it's not like lulls, not like there's a lot to love. There's just a lot to do. <laughs> I got it. Um and then now obviously, you know, I continue with this NBA kind of you know uh, uh thought process, you know, COVID. Uh, holy holy shit, Batman. Like it's everywhere. I mean, the, the Celtics have now canceled asking. three games in a row. Um they could be canceling their game coming up um, Friday night. Friday. Um, you know, because they don't have players. I mean, I, and, and what sucks, what really, really sucks and Sean, I'm going to bust your balls a little bit on it. Uh, cause you obviously wanted Harden, but over the last few, um, over the last few, you know, uh, games, if you're looking at, um, you know, uh, um, Brown and Tatum, 
they've been uh, they've been phenomenal. They have been all stars over the last few games. And Matt O'Brien's joining us here. Welcome, Matt. Hello. Hi, Matt. Uh... Door open. <laughs> he usually does no, no. Yeah. Not, not not your back not your back door sir the back oh, door oh, not oh, the oh. door of the house buddy welcome matthew i'm just um teasing. so yeah so it's 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 crazy with the with the uh with the uh the covid rampant and it's hitting other teams now too and if i remember correctly i heard um um the commissioner say that he's not going to stop like they're not going to go and put it you know at uh you know a full time out as it were and stop for like two weeks let everything kind of calm down and then do like a mini bubble area similar to what like the nhl is doing like you only play these certain teams you know they have the all canada division he's not doing any of that so i'm going to start and go around the room and 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 matt i'm going to start with you on this one as you just jumped in and joined us if you are the NBA, what do you do right now to curtail this COVID issue? Uh, you really want to put the That's the best answer ever. Next, yeah. Sean. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. I mean, you really want to put uh, the responsibility in the hands of the players. I mean, you have Harden that just can't stay away from the strip clubs. Uh, you have Kyrie partying it up, uh, just breathing on everybody with no masks, probably no clothes on. And, um, no sage. No sage. Uh, <laughs> we God. all thought that sage was a cure for COVID. So, uh, no, I mean, being, you're not going to control these guys. You know, these are grown men. You're not going to control them. If you have, do you think if, put it back on you, if they started the year with a bubble, we're only playing in four arenas and it's going to be like four Orlandos and how they had the bubble for the playoffs for 72 games or whatever it is, they would say, see you later. I'll, yep. I'll, I'll play next year. So yep. uh, to curtail it, maybe try to do – well, look, the. I'll wrap it up. You can't do what the NHL is doing because it's just four divisions, but they're all still playing with at each other's arenas. I mean, Bruins are playing in New Jersey on uh, Thursday, Saturday, and then it comes back for Boston for three. And so, I mean, they're doing that from my understanding. But you're not going to control these guys. They have a responsibility too. You can't – you cannot handcuff these guys. So I don't know what you do. Maybe tell the players to be more responsible and stop bitching. Well, I know that they just came up with new protocols. Um, if you are, if you are home, you can't go anywhere. You, you can only go, you know, from your house to practice facility or the game, you know, whatnot to, to, to play and go home. Uh, you have to wear a mask if you're on the bench at all times. So it's too um, strict then. Uh, well, no, hold on. It gets N- better. NFL, you can Tell eat inside a restaurant. Well, hold on. And uh, oh, no, you can't it even gets, leave your house in these it get, This gets this gets better because there's a funny part. At least I find it funny in this part. Probably, I think it's probably the same one I find funny too. When, it's when asinine. Yeah. Well, no, no. I think it's well. I think it's funny for the James Harden reason. Um, oh, but yeah. it's it's um, when you're away, you can't even leave your hotel. Like you can't. I mean, they, they usually rent out like a whole floor, so you can't even leave your hotel until it's game time to get over to the arena. However. The James Harden thing that I find is funny is there are no guests allowed at the away hotels. So you mean I can't call up a stripper gram and have her come over to the hotel while I'm away? That's disguise him as DoorDash. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So no, so no, uh, no guests allowed in the hotel room, which 
and and I'm Matt. I'm going to agree with you on this, and then I'm going to uh, give it a uh, send it over to Mike on on uh, for the next thought on this. I'm with you. Like you have to have some accountability on these players that right. they have to take it in and of themselves to do the right thing. You know, and the fact that they, and, and I laugh, you know, you can't have strippers, or, and I say strippers, stripper grams or anything like that come to your hotel and, and have guests in your hotel room. But if you're that fucking stupid, then you're going to cause a problem. You know what I mean? You should know already that, yes, everybody would love to have, you know, a, a, a smoking hot Instagram model come to their hotel room while they're playing an away game have whatever happens in the hotel and play the game the next day or, or, you know, whatever. I, everybody would love that. <laughs> but in this day and age right now yeah, where you have a, you are getting paid millions of dollars to do a job. Your job isn't to bang random chicks. Your job is to go on the basketball court. Although there is a profession and, for that. Yeah, there is. There is. That's fine. But you're not. They're not porn stars. They're they're not porn stars. They're basketball players. You want to go be a porn star? (laughs) Go be a porn star. If if not, if not, go be in the NBA and get your ass up and down to the court on the appropriate times and play. Well, you know, some of us bless, some of us are not. Mike, your uh, your thoughts. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go. I think that none of us are blessed. <laughs> Wouldn't be doing this if boy. we were. Speak <laughs> yourself. Hey, no, this I'm is so... this is this is my way into the production area of that industry. But Mike, go ahead. Yeah, gay points, Colin. <laughs> I have two points to this. You gotta go then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it's it's almost like when you punish a kid. Like when I was in when I was growing up and I was in trouble, I couldn't leave the yard. So my friends would be outside. And George, you've seen that house. Oh, yeah, actually, you guys have seen the house out front of the driveway. Is my friends would be across the street playing baseball or basketball, and I would throw the football from my yard, not leaving. But if the ball rolled in the street, I'd grab it. Technically, I'm breaking the rules. I'm leaving. Breaking the law. See, breaking the law. <laughs> so you're not yeah you're not gonna tell these guys stay in your house. Don't leave. Don't do this because they don't care. Two, the other protocol, I, I don't know the whole list what they had. That's a couple of things, having no guests at the hotel, staying in the hotel. That should just be, if you want to play, play. If you don't want to play, you can clearly opt out. Opt out and don't play. Fine. Don't waste our fucking time. But now when you're on the court, you can't high five. You can't slap. You can't get near the guy. Basketball is short of a full contact sport. How are you going to play the sport, close contact for man-on-man defense, anything and not touch the guy so well, so they they've if, actually said that you, that they're not that you can't actually get covid while playing the game because it has to do with a certain amount of time that you're everybody's a fucking expert no i'm just i i well, just no, i know you're i know you're but then you got people that say you wear a mask and you go out so what's the difference if, if i'm playing a an hour right. and a half two hour game and i'm close to a guy the whole time and i'm breathing on him if i don't feel good so i mean and i'm not i'm not Trust me, this is over a year. Hopefully it's over this summer, but it is what it is. It, it's the rules of the protocols for everybody across the fucking world. This isn't just about uh, one sport. Everyone feels the same goddamn way. We all want this to end. But the longer people keep doing what fucking asshole Kyrie Irving does and goes to a club, I don't want to wear a mask either, but you go to a club and you don't wear a mask and you want to come back to play, and you, or you don't want to come back to play, and you guys want to complain like that. What's his face? Uh, whatever team he's on. I'm a grown man. I'm not going to not see my family. I'm not going to have my own life. Oklahoma. Yeah. Oklahoma. Thank you. And that's fine. I agree. You, you could, you could go out and do your thing, 
but don't complain when they shut the fucking season down and don't say you want your right. money. Don't, I mean, right. so you can't have it both ways. Either you follow the guidelines, it sucks, follow the guidelines or don't. So yeah. I, I, I think if you're Adam Silver, uh, that's his name, right? The commissioner, yeah. I just do a blank. Yep. If he's going to put guidelines in place, fine. It's going to, it's going to stem across to the whole sports, but you can't sit there and go, why are they mad at me? Because you're going to have an entire league of entitled pricks going, I'm going to do what I want anyway. I don't give a shit. I'm going to do what I want. You can't tell me. That. Fine. Then do what you want and, and jeopardize it for the fans who want you to come back. We want you to play. We want yep. to pay you to play the fucking game. That's what we yeah. want. Yeah. That's my rant. Rant over until the end of the show. Uh, Rich, you got any thoughts on that uh, aside from what was said already? Sorry, boys. I think Grizzly Adams nailed it right on the head. It, I uh, have a beard. I was thinking exactly the same thing. I was reading the George Hill story, and he said, you know, he said what probably 80% of that league is thinking is, I'm a man, and I'm going to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. He says, if I want to see my family, I want to see my, I'm gonna see my family. I'm, I'm not going to be I'm kept 40. in a room. I wipe my own ass. Exactly, so, man. Quite you know, if in the points that Mike was making, like player don't play. Just yeah. if you don't want to play, don't play. But yeah. don't bitch, don't demand your money because no ticky, no laundry. You gotta show up, you gotta play. You can't sit back and love act that. like these I guys. fucking love that phrase. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh Sean, any yeah. uh any closing thoughts on this before we wrap it up and go to the next uh the next topic here? I mean, not not really. The only I, the NBA has do, done everything they can do. They put the and they they gave what four or five new guidelines today. So they're exhausting every every bit of effort they can, saying, "Hey, don't do this. This is your restrictions here. Don't do that." But like all you guys said, the, at the end of the day, if they're gonna do what they're gonna do anyway. So short of maybe finding guys that ruin the contact tracing, like that don't or get caught without their mask on or whatever start finding them i don't know but that's just going to put more of a more of a wedge between relations between the nba and the players so i don't i don't know it's they're kind of stuck to it's uh, yeah it's up to the players they have to do it on their on their own or play or don't play like you guys yeah. said i mean the only other thing is is that's all know, i can so, think of is finding them maybe or something yeah. but oh and that's well and that's the thing is you said that that could that's going to strain relations and i think adam right. silver is, is the best is the best um um, commissioner right now, you know, in, in, in the four major sports. And I know he doesn't want to take in and, uh, you know, ruin relations with the team, but you're right. He's exhausted every option outside of saying, all right, guys, if you're not going to do this, we're either going to a have to cancel the season, which means you guys aren't going to get paid or B we're going to have to go into a bubble. Yeah. Or we're going to have to go into a bubble again and, and you're going to have to, and we're going to have to figure that out, which means we're going to have to put a time. We're going to have to put a time out on the season until we can figure out how to do it. And if you guys don't like it, well, it's your own freaking fault because you guys weren't responsible enough with your own lives that, you know, to do it on your own, which has forced our hand to keep the season going and entertain the fans. So I'm with you. Um, I guess the only, the only good thing that the NBA has in their corner is that people do realize it is the player's fault. So yeah, they can only yeah. do so much. So I guess yep. it, at the end of the day, the NBA can say, hey, we tried, man. We gave them what they what they were supposed to do. They didn't do it. So yep. don't look at us. Yeah. Um, well, 
Let's uh, let's switch gears here. Um, and again, we're going to stay, you know, uh, uh, on top of this, you know, not just the, the the Harden, you know, conversation and 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 that going forward and what's going to happen in Brooklyn, but we're also going to stay on top of this COVID NBA thing because obviously the Celtics have a game in waiting on Friday. That you know, who knows if that's going to happen or not. But uh, let's switch to a little bit of a, a, a happy talk. We got this team, the Bruins, uh, starting hockey's already started. Started at five thirty. How badass is that? That I'm just afternoon hockey coming in hot. That is great. Sixteen days. Oh, great. Yes. Well, so so here's the thing. I hope none of them die of exhaustion. Well, here's here's the thing. Is the same now? The one question I want to have before we even get into the Bruins talk: Could this sort of same thing with COVID happen in the NHL? Oh, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And, yeah. and, 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 and I mean, no, I'm not saying, I mean, obviously the chances of it are high. I mean, what was it? San Jose had like 16 people that uh, tested Dallas, positive or Dallas. That, yeah. Yep, Dallas yep, that's what it was. Not that's, San Jose, Dallas. That's yeah. Like, what are you doing? Right. Right. So, I mean, there's, there's a whole, you know, contact tracing. Is that and, just players you know, and or staff that? as well? Though. Uh, I think it was players. Players. Yeah. Just strictly yeah. players to have strictly 17 players. players. Jamie Ben yeah. on my fantasy too. Yeah. Really, really. Chaps my ass. You might gotta, <laughs> you might want to throw him on the IR. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he can. I don't it's kind know. of a, just a sell like a respect thing. Like drop him. Hey, you drafted him. <laughs> <laughs> you're stuck. You're stuck yeah. with him. Nice. Um, so I, I know we've been talking a little bit about Bruins and and the lines, and you know now Char is gone, and with Bergeron taking over the uh, the captaincy and all of that good stuff. But I want your predictions out of this. And I noticed, and I, I shouldn't say I noticed. I I mentioned on Saturday we're going to talk a little bit about Tuka Rask, and I want to start there. Um, in my opinion, <clears throat> I think this is going to be as much as I hate saying this. I think this is going to be a big year for Tuka. And I'm not saying good or bad. I'm just saying it's going to be a big year because this is a contract year for him. And he's already stated that he wants to stay with Boston as long as he can and play another two, three, four, five years. Right. So he wants to still play with Boston. This is the only city he wants to play for and blah, blah, blah. Personally, I'd trade his ass. I would have traded his ass in the offseason. But maybe, maybe you got to have him play a little bit. Hopefully he plays well. And then maybe you can make a goalie swap with another team, uh, you know, down the road. But I know, Matt, um, and I'm going to start with you on this one because I know you've you send me the only one on you send you send me him. you send me directly and or uh the group uh you know the the rankings on on uh on uh you know goaltenders in the nhl not just in the eastern conference but the nhl and duke is in the the top five usually i'd say in the top three based on the the stupid shit you send all the time but um in your opinion do you think this is a make or break year for Tuca? And how do you think he fares this year? Because it sounds like from listening to conversations and, um, and uh, interviews with Don Sweeney and with, um, um, with uh, Butch Cassidy, Bruce Cassidy, that the players have for lack of a better way of putting it, forgiven him for leaving the bubble, like, and maybe not forgiving them. They understood. They are not upset. There's no ill will. There's no animosity. So if everything is a clean slate, what do you think you're going to see out of a, out of Tuka Rask this year? And what are you looking forward to uh, out of this Bruins team? 
<clears throat> he had a phenomenal year last year. Granted, he only played 40 games, so but he still finished in the top three, where Vasilevsky had, I think, like 12 or 15 games on top of him and um, was number one. If uh, And Vasilevsky's projected the number one goalie this year, and I think Tuka is number five. But, uh, yeah, everybody's going to have a big year, you know, or try to have that big year. But here's the thing. Tuka's making $8 million dollars a year or excuse me six and a half this year he's not gonna get the seven eight million dollar uh seven eight years or the seven eight million per year all of them all of them across the board your create cheeks your your bergeron you may want to push for maybe with the six and a half maybe but he's 35 that core is getting older so obviously do i think he's gonna have a big year yes he's gonna have to step it up even more so Never mind the happy horse shit bullshit that he pulled last year because of their defenseman, uh, Lazond. I, I, have, I have the lineups right here. You have, what's his face? You have Carlo, great. You have McAvoy, awesome. You have Grizzlick, mm-hmm. average. And then you have Miller returning back. We talked about it last. Their defense is going to be Dinosaur. weaker. Um <laughs> As my fucking computer, and then you have Jeremy Lazon. He's gonna be he's gonna be playing along as of right now with McAvoy. That's where he was in practice. And then Zaboral, I can't even Zorl, whatever you Zorro, gonna be playing on the five <laughs> six on the third line defense with Miller. Yeah, and Miller no, hasn't not, played not a game in eighteen it. months. <laughs> so he not only has to step it up because it's a contract year for him. Not only has to step it up because of the the BS from of last season. Okay. Everybody's forgiven him. Okay. I wonder why. Oh, cause they didn't bring another goaltender in and they really don't have anything besides Swyman at university of Maine. That was, is anything that's coming up. He's not coming up next year or the year after. And Tuca has to step up because they're defensemen. You don't have Chara to block shots. You don't have Krug to get a point, maybe two points a game. I mean, he's an offensive defenseman. He's horrible. He was horrible in the defensive zone, but he'll make up for it with running the power play and creating some scoring chances. Now you don't have that. So he has to play his best yet uh, that he's had in his entire tenure with the Bruins. I, I agree. He needs to play his best. Uh, I'm going to go to Rich on this one. Rich, your thoughts on, on Tuka Rask for, and the, and the Bruins uh, this season. Well, first of all, Tuka can kiss my ass. I'm sick of him being a, st- a stellar regular season goalie and then not having what it takes. He did in 2018 or 19, whatever year that was, he did get us through a couple rounds, but he disappeared at the end like he usually does. So I expect he's going to have a pretty good season. Although looking at the teams we're going to be playing, honestly, we have trouble against f- more than half of these teams, the Rangers, the Flyers, the Penguins, and the Capitals. Tuka's going to have to play well. The, def- the defense in front of him is a lot less experienced, probably going to be a lot less physical. Who's going to run the power play now? Is Krejci going to be playoff Krejci, or is Krejci going to go back to what he's been in the last couple of regular seasons where he fades in and out and he has a few hot streaks, but mostly he's just taking up space. Is Pasternak going to be as committed this season? You know, he's coming off the Rocket Richard uh, trophy, led the league in goals last year with 48, I believe, or 46. You know, and Marshan's coming into the season dinged up a bit. 
I mean, I expect they're going to do decently, but I, I'm a little unsure now without the pillar that Char has been to count on in the defensive zone. And just having the guys older, another year older, you know, it's it's showing on them. You know, every, every one of our star players has had a serious injury. Pasternak's shoulder, Bergeron's been like a damn pincushion the last couple of years, and now Marshy's starting to show some wear and tear. So, I don't know. This might be the last year we can expect to get anywhere close. And, uh, you know, Tuca's going to be gone. A lot of these guys, their uh, their contracts are coming up within the next one, two years. So, this team could look a lot different. So, we'll just have to see what they can give us this year and then hope Don Sweeney's got a plan. Yeah, it's going to be really tough uh, with, um, you know, with losing both Krug and Char. I mean, if you lost one – all right, you know, you could make do, but both of those guys were integral parts on both the offense and the defensive end. Um, and Krug brought that fire. And, you know, I mean, he, he I mean, everybody remembers him He's losing his helmet. Dude. Yeah, I remember losing his helmet and coming down and just barrel assing through, uh, you know, a guy from uh, from St. Louis. Louis. And it's like, you know, and, and, and that was great. But, you know, <clears throat> I, I just, you know, I, it's going to be tough. Uh, Mike, I'll go to you on this. And then, Sean, I'll finish up with you on the, the Bruins topic. Mike, your yeah, thoughts? I, I won't rant. I always have high hopes for the Bruins. Always. Even how I feel about Chara and Rask, I, I always want my Bruins to be number one team. This year is a little different. This year, every guy, there's two things that are going to happen. One, they have to play. Tuca has to play every single game because fuck the guys in the locker room. Yeah, they're going to they forgive you, your teammates. The fans are the one who looking at you saying, you left us. You left, you left this team to do whatever. They don't care what it was. You got up and you left. So that's what that's the fan mentality. So Tuca has to play like it's game seven of the cup every single game, the entire season to, to really step up. And I think he will. I mean, I oh, hope he, I, I, I hope he steps it up. Um, I've always said offense wins games, defense wins championships. We've all heard that growing up in sports. And I think the defense needs to step up. The second thing is this is a trust. This is a, how can I word this? This is a trust season. Um, we're going to see, does the team trust Don Sweeney and Cam Neely and the guys in the office with the moves they just made this off season? Does the team, can the team play with enough trust to say, all right, we, we don't like the move you made, but we trust you doing it for the right decisions. Is it right decision? Is it, is it a bad decision? We have opinions on it. The team forgives Tuga. Can the team step up and say, fine, you know what? You get rid of Chara, you get rid of Krug, some, some integral guys in the team. We're going to step up and show you that what you have planned, we're going to prove you right. They want to kick ass this season. We're going to come out and play. Running it back to playing St. Louis in game seven, only want to bring the cup home this time. We're playing on our home ice. We're playing on areas that we're used to. We're not playing in a bubble. So they got more freedom. So I think it's, it's going to be a trust season. Does the team, we're going to, this is a big season for Sweeney too. I mean, he's putting a gamble on this, on this defense. And like you said, you got to, a couple of old old timers that are out there and you get a couple of young inexperienced guys. So I, I'm going to trust him because I like, I want my Bruins to win. I'm going to trust in Don Sweeney that what he moved, he made is the right decision for the team. And if it's not George, like you said about age, no other option now, you don't right Exactly. But maybe after the season, is it Sweeney's time to say, there's the door. Peter Torelli and say, Another yeah, I think experiment we're experiencing. Yeah, I, I th- right. So fucking we're, be- we're becoming the uh, us fans in Boston are becoming the fucking lab rats here. Yeah. 
So that's my only, that's my second rant. For well, the night, I, boys. I, Sorry. I gotta say, uh, uh, and it's funny. I'm, I happen to have the Bruins. Uh, I happen to have the Bruins app opened up the NHL app and the Bruins. It still has Bergeron listed as an alternate captain. No, it doesn't have the C on it yet, but uh, Sean forgot to pay your bill, George. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, listen, Andrew, it's still, if it's, is still here? if it still works, right? Who cares? Sean, you got the last <laughs> word on this, uh, on this, how you think the Bruins and Tuka Rask is going to do. TJ stock is starting. So I'll preface what I'm about to say by saying that I think there is enough veteran leadership on this team for them to have a successful season um, between Bergeron and Marshan and even Pasternak's going to need to assume more of a, more of kind of a, a veteran leader role because he is, I mean, just coming off that season, like Mike alluded to earlier, but that being said, Tuka Rask in a contract year with minus Chara minus uh, Krug, a lot of question marks on the defense right now. Uh, a lot of young guys that are going to have to prove themselves early and often because don't really have much of a preseason, no exhibition games, no time to get out there and evaluate these guys really at all. So Tuka Rask going into this, uh, this season with the mentality that he's working towards a new contract, he's going to have to be on top of his a game. And if these guys let him down in front of him, God, I, I can't even imagine what kind of mental spiral he's going to take. If, if I right out of the gate, these guys don't look good. And these defend the, the new young defenders or these, these defense pairings they, that we haven't even been able to see yet before the season is even going to start. If stuff's not going right in front of him and he's playing for a contract, man, I can see this thing turning into a disaster real quick. With the just just based on his past mental capacity and some of the things that he's done, um, I'm not saying that the in the bubble, yeah, obviously left for a family reason, but some of these uh, weekends off and uh, Tuka needs a Tuka needs a safe space for a little while just to you know hug his bubby, you know, it, could help him. <laughs> It, it does help him, but at the same at the same time, I could see him getting into a really, really bad mental state right off the bat if things aren't aren't clicking right away. But like I said before, I started. I think there's enough veteran veteran leadership with the guys we have, this solid core that we've had for a very long time now. I think I think they'll be able to overcome some of the adjustment and growing pains they'll have at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm with you on that. Um, I think it's going to be a um, a pretty tough season, and it could go to a complete disaster um, if Tuca spirals, like you said, mentally. Can he can he handle that? Um, just quickly, predictions. Um, where do you think they finish in the uh, in that um, in that con- in the in their division? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you, fourth at best. Uh, fourth or fifth, and 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 and, 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 I, and and I and and I say fourth at best because I think there are just as I mean you don't have Pasternak right now. Marshawn is could be could be available uh, tomorrow. Um, he's he was skating. There's a good chance he does play, which would be great. I don't say it's a it's a Christmas miracle, but you know it's it's pretty big that he's back after the uh, the, the surgery. Yeah, you just hope they're not rushing them back. That's the only thing. Well, that's the thing. It's New Jersey. Yeah, but still. No, I, 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 fair, fair, but it's still NHL quality talent you're going up against. Didn't have a very long training camp either. Right. So, um, I think for the best, because Sean, I'm with you on this. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a, a, a quick spiral for Tuca. 
Um, I think there's too many question marks on the, the, the back end without having Chara and, uh, and Krug. And yeah, you've got, you know, Kasha can get a full season with the Bruins, even though again, no training camp mm. or no, you know, uh, no games and whatnot, but I think you're going to finish fourth at best. And I think they missed the playoffs to be honest with you. Um, and I'll go in the same order I went. So Matt quickly uh, around the, around the room. What do you think? Uh, I think they're going to finish two. I think you're going to see the Capitals uh, with that Russian goalie that they have um, that Holpe was supposed to, or not Holpe. Um, yeah. King, King, King was supposed Lemwick. to back up. Uh, but I think the Caps are going to finish first. I think Bruins are two. Um, I think they're going to make the playoffs and then they're going to make a run just because of their veteran presence. And I think they'll get deeper. I think those rookies will, uh, will develop. And I'm trusting with Don Sweeney. So I'm thinking they'll finish second. They'll make the playoffs. All right. Six games. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a sprint. If this is, it's not, you know, like usually, you know, like baseball is a marathon, not a sprint. This is going to be an, a literal sprint. Right, yeah. It, it uh, may be slow without Pasternak or Marshawn. I may sacrifice 500 the first 10 games, maybe. I don't know. But yeah. second place. All right. Rich. Um, I would say third or fourth. I don't think they're second. Pittsburgh is still a lot better than the Bruins right now. Um, Philadelphia is the real question. You know, Philly made a run last year. They had a strong playoff. Carter Hart played his balls off, but eventually the, the wheels come fell down off. Carter Hart for sure. I mean, I rate Carter Hart almost he's, as he's a better goalie than, than Rask because he makes the kind of saves that wins games when you have no business winning games. I don't trust Tuca to do that, especially when half the teams in this in this division are difficult for us to play against. That's why match I think up he's going with, against even. Hart, though. Yeah. yeah. So he's I'd say third. Pop. He's still 21, 22. Fourth. And he's nasty. But can he's he, nasty. Can he hold and that pressure? It didn't look like it last year. But again, I mean, he was, he was facing a ton of shots. Oh, I, I you know, in Pittsburgh, he's not, he's I mean, they they lost to the Canadians in that freaking welfare round. Right. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, Crosby reminds me of Carey Price, to be honest. Yeah, he absolutely does. Yeah. yeah. You can't write off any team that Sid Crosby plays for. The guy is capable of of winning games by himself. All and right. I don't think we have a guy like that right now. So I say third or fourth. All right, Mike, your prediction. And then Sean will go to you to finish it off. Yeah, I'll, I'll say a solid third. I mean, I'm just given last year, it wasn't Char's best year. So it's not like he was a make or break of the team for the playoffs. Uh, he he did, was good. I'll give him credit, but he wasn't a make or break for the team. Neither was Krug. Um, it all comes down to Rask. I think there's still animosity a little bit from what happened last year. The Bruins were on pace to doing good in the playoffs and making that final run. And then he left. So it's like they have unfinished business. I think they have to come in. I said it last year, come in and kick ass. I, I think a solid third come playoff time, we'll reevaluate my decision and we'll go from there for predictions for the playoffs. But I think, I think, if, I think third do strong than Matt said, do a push for the playoffs and go from there. And Sean. Yeah, I think hovering right around fourth or fifth. I think I just, I don't, they didn't do anything in the off season that makes me think that they're going to be, because, I mean, they're, they're really taking a, a big dice roll on this lineup that they're going to roll out there. And, I mean, obviously, like you said, it's it's only 56 games, so you don't have a lot of time to figure out what you're doing. You you don't have a lot of time to, to say, oh, well, we'll see how this 
we'll, we'll see how this works for a week or two and maybe we could reevaluate then. I mean, that's, that's already, uh, I don't know, six, seven games into the season that you need because you're in a tough division, first of all, and all those teams are better than you. They already were better than you and you're, you're losing your top two defenders. Well, I mean, Chara and Krug on the power play, who was a big, big uh, scoring generator, but also, you know, big good both good locker room guys so it's gonna some there's gonna be a lot of guys that need to step up to and they're gonna have to start off hot they're gonna have to come out of the gate winning some games because if they don't they can get buried real fast uh, against them with, without pasta and potentially marsh on those first marsh on the first five games with pasta we don't know yet i mean they'll reevaluate uh, and then February, the rookie yeah. and then the young defenseman so it's yeah. it's it's in, in what about Halak? You know, is Halak going to be the same Halak? Is he going to are you more confident in Halak than Tuka? I mean, everybody would say probably yes, but is Halak being that backup role? Can he do it again at 36 years old? Right. 35 years old. Yeah, there's a lot of question marks that. right now. Yeah, he's gonna. Yeah, you're, you're right. Tuka's and not that's gonna play 40 games in 50 in, out of Tuka 56. can't play 40 games. He's too much. Well, of a he pussy. played 40 games this season, and, and yeah, he was in third I mean, place there, chump. So he's still too much of a pussy. But he can't play 40 in 56. Faster than you can say his name. Pretty much. So. I had to evaluate that. That that just that 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 ended that quickly. Um, Matt, I'm with you there. I he said a juice box faster than you can spring and then you can say his name. <laughs> um, so I, I agree. I think we're all I think we're all right around there. Uh, I think Sean and I are more pessimistic on this because of all the changes. And Sean, you're right. You don't have this the that that sort of spring training, you know, that that you know, uh, preseason games to to work out the kinks. Um, but underdog season, hey, underdog season. A, lot, a lot of learning on the fly this year, I think. Yeah, yep. yeah, no, yep. absolutely. Um, and let's, and again, I, I, I'm, I'm a rooting for him. I think we all are rooting for him. I, I hope that I'm wrong. Yeah. I hope that they oh, come yeah, out with yeah, their I, hair I on fire. I, I, I mean, they were the president's trophy winners last year, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, so I mean, we shall see, but um, we're gonna switch gears here and switch to the NFL. We're going to quickly cover one thing on the Bill Belichick uh, topic. I'm not going to spend too much time on it because I don't think there really needs to be a a lot needs to be said on it. I think it kind of his statement stands uh, on its own, Uh, but we are going to get to our division uh, uh, division games and and go over some predictions. But the statement from Bill Belichick in regards to um, and if you've been living under a rock, um, Donald Trump as a. was going to, or I don't know if he still is. I haven't heard anything on that side of it. Uh, giving the congressional medal of freedom to Bill Belichick. Um, and tomorrow and, he's coming and, down and tomorrow. And it's not. It's not. It's going to mail it to him. It's not that it's. It, it is a great honor. Let's put it this way. But basically, usually at the end of a term, at the end of the year, if you're friends with that president, you get this as an honor. Now, there are some people that are very much deserving of this of this honor, and there are some that they just give it to because maybe he wants to meet them, and that's what it is. Right, so, but this is Bill Belichick's statement. So this had come out that he was going to get it, and all of uh, the Twitter world and uh, the social media and, and just sports talk was full of blaze with this, especially coming on the wake of what happened on the Capitol just prior to this as an announcement. Um, now, for full disclosure, apparently this uh, decision to give Belichick was made before the Capitol, um, you know, 
insurrection, for lack of a better way of putting it, was. What happened um, to the Capitol? I didn't see so, anything. Yeah, we know. Um, <laughs> so, so with that being said, the decision to give him the medal, uh, it already happened. I know Annika Sorenstam and Gary Player had been already to the Capitol, physically there, not a virtual, and were actually awarded the medal already. So this Bill Belichick thing had just kind of come out after the decision was made. But let me read Bill Belichick's statement, and this is verbatim. So, quote, Recently, I was offered the opportunity to receive the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which I was flattered by out of respect for what the honor represents and the admiration for prior recipients. Subsequently, the tragic events of last week occurred and the decision has been made not to move forward with the award. Above all, I am an American citizen with great reverence for our nation's values, freedom and democracy. I know I rep- I also represent my family and the New England and the New England Patriots team. One of the most rewarding things in my professional career took place in 2020 when, through the great leadership within our team, conversations about social justice, equality, and human rights moved to the forefront and became actions. Continuing those efforts while remaining true to the people, team, and country I love outweigh the benefits of any individual award, end quote. I will tell you the one thing I take from that more than anything else is this sentence. One of the most rewarding things in my professional career took place in 2020 when, through the great leadership within our team, conversations about social justice, equality, and human rights moved to the forefront and became actions. Here is an eight-time Super Bowl winner, six-time as a coach. And the greatest accomplishment or the more, one of the most rewarding things he said was taking what happened over the summer, all the, the, the Black Lives Matter movement, all the civil unrest that we've had in this country, and then added on top of what happened, you know, this past week or so in the Capitol, and that the most rewarding thing he got was having the conversation about social justice, equality, and human rights, and that those became moved to the forefront and actions had. And those were on their Monday meetings. So um, I want to give kudos to Bill Belichick, and I think I can pretty much speak for most everybody here um, um, for Bill Belichick to say, well done. You, you were kind of, in, in, in my opinion, in my opinion, you were put yeah, in, yeah, definitely. you were put in a, you were backed in a corner. Now I get it. He is. And he's even said last year when, when, you know, a couple of things came out, you know, and, and he had to address, you know, things about him and, and Trump. And he said, you know, Hey, he's my friend. You know, when, when Trump read the letter, you know, up in New Hampshire, you know uh, he said, you know, Hey, he's my friend, whatever political affiliation is irrelevant. He's a friend of mine. You know what I mean? And, and Trump is also a friend of Bob Kraft's. So you can be friends with someone. And this is something that if, if listen to 2021 people, listen, I'm going to say something that's shocking and appalling. You could be friends with somebody, even if you disagree with them politically or otherwise. All right. I don't agree with all of what these guys on the, on this, you know, show have to say like about you. every single thing, you're but, I res- but I respect them. <laughs> But I respect them and I respect their ideologies and their thought process and what they believe in. We can disagree. We can agree to disagree, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to be disrespectful to them because they don't agree with my political views or my ideology or my, you know, religious beliefs or anything like that. 
Exactly, exactly. My uh, taste in boy bands. Especially his taste in boy bands. Listen, dude. Yeah. listen. Ninety-eight degrees for the win. I'll fight anybody. Um, <laughs> all even I'm when saying, he's tasting. Boy last bands. week it was O Town. Yeah, well, listen. No, degrees, <laughs> Shh, quiet. Don't tell everybody I like O Town. That's supposed to be on the DL. All I'm saying is Bill Belichick. Nicely done because you did more to help your team, and he's always said, you know. It's, you know, again, uh, continuing these efforts while remaining true to the people, team, and country I love outweigh the benefits of any individual award. And he's always said, team is bigger than I, right? The Brady's individual accolades and anybody's individual accolades are not as big as the team. I mean, when, like Brady even says, what's your favorite Super Bowl ring? The next one. Because he knows it's a team effort. So Belichick, I think, did himself not only a solid, but I think he really stood up for his players and his staff completely by denying this award. Saved his job. He saved well, his players. Yeah. He may have, yeah. well, and that's fair. He may have saved Imagine his job. Imagine if he went to the White House. What do well, you think would happen? Well, I don't think I don't think he, was, he would have lost his job because, again, I think because the Crafts also have a friendship with uh, with uh, Donald Trump that I don't think that, I mean, do you really think that Bob Kraft is going to, you know, uh, bow down or, or curtail would, to the, would, his thoughts to the, to the Patriots fan base? For, for, for uh, it would, it period. would. But, I mean, listen, I mean, and I'll, I'll only say this out with out of respect to Bob Kraft. What happened to him in Florida? He didn't back down to that and he got it dismissed and nobody talks about it anymore. So I don't think Bob Kraft is the type of guy that's going to back down to a challenge. He's rubbing a tug so is if, nobody's so business but the rubber and the tugger. Exactly. So <laughs> if 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 you think that Bill Belichick going down to accept this award, if, right? But if but if you think Bill Belichick going down to accept this award and Bill and and, and Bob Kraft was going to say, well, then I'm going to have to fire you. It, that's that's insane because Bob Bob Kraft is going to be like Bill. Bad luck. Don't do it again. And let's move on to the next day. Don't do it again. If you get another Medal of Freedom <laughs> yeah, Award. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Uh, next time, um, I don't give a shit who's the president. You're not going. <laughs> exactly. So um, I think, I, I think it, and, and I'll be honest, I, I, I think for that standpoint, we kind of need to just move on from the next topic. But I think it would be, I think it would be remiss if we didn't mention that and say that, I, I, again, I'll, I'll, if anybody disagrees with me, please, you know, you guys can have the floor. But I think generally speaking, all of us can agree that it was a smart move, a well-calculated move by Bill Belichick. And I think he gave his players uh, can, I don't want to say love him more and appreciate him more, but be like, that's my coach. You know what I mean? Even in, because he's a historian, you know, his, his dad coached the Navy. He's he, he understands military. He understands that whole aspect of what this award really means that, I mean, it's the highest honor a civilian can receive, you know, from, right. you know, from, you know, from an award standpoint of from a country. So he knows what this means. And for him to turn that down because of what happened and back his players and possibly future players to come here, which is a bigger thing. I think Bill I mean. Belichick made the smart move. Yeah. So, and he's uh, also, um, before we switch, he's also not the first, uh, uh, what a professional a person in professional sports to not accept this award. So I mean, Correct. not breaking down Correct. any barriers here. So Correct. Um, Correct. But yeah, I think you're head on, George. So, well, let's First continue at least with the straight. 
Well, it's uh, you know, you it's always a first for that's that's always a first. <laughs> <laughs> I I was excited with head. Uh so uh, just going just going quickly here. Uh, we are going to talk about the divisional games, but I just want to say, we all got the Buffalo game right. We all got the Rams game, uh, Rams in Seattle wrong. <laughs> I mean, who we wouldn't? All, we all got the Tampa game right. Yeah. We all got the Baltimore Titans game wrong. So, so far, we're two and two. Um, Sean and Mike, you guys got the Bears Saints game and the Browns Steelers game wrong. So, you guys went two. You guys went two and four. Sean, I bring people down with me, buddy. Yeah, was and, all right. And uh, I like to take risks. And uh, as evident like as your uh, as as evident of your uh, your last week in the fantasy shootout. Hey, um, I'm on a losing but, streak right now, but it's all right. I'll bounce back. Put push away, push away from the table. Go get a <laughs> go get the buffet line. Uh, but Matt, you and I, four and two. We nailed the Saints game and we nailed the Browns game. And I know Rich, you didn't get a chance to. Uh, to uh, vote on this and battle with us, but uh, we're going to give you the chance now to get after it. Um, and again, I'm going to oh, use thank you. Uh, you. You are welcome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> time mail in your uh, votes. <laughs> yes. Um, well, let me know there's a vote occurring. Uh, you know, it was a game it was a vote. It was a big hoax. <laughs> it was a big hoax. Um, stolen from me. So here's what we got. I'm going to go and it's, this is based on, uh, on the DraftKings Sportsbook. So, and this is effective as of today. So if the lines change, they change, but here's what we're going to do. We got the Rams versus the Packers. And I'm going to start with Mike on this. Uh, the Rams are getting six and a half points. The over under is 45 and a half. Mike, who you got? The Packers had a bye week, right? Yeah, yeah correct. Yeah, the buy. Yes, yep. I, I'm going Green Bay. Okay. Going Green Bay. All right. Uh, so you think uh, they're going to win more than the six and a half, or you just take, picking them outright as the money line? Oh, oh sorry. I, yeah, I'm just going. I'm just picking them outright. I, I picking them outright. That's okay. that's a hard prediction for me for the for the uh, over under. I'm just going straight win. All right. Sorry, I missed the second part of that. No worries. Um, Matt. Uh, Packers. Packers. Okay. Rich. Uh, Packers. 31-27. Okay. Ooh, so they don't cover. All right. Uh, Sean. I'm taking the Packers to cover that game for sure. Yep. Uh, yeah, I like the Packers. I think I like the over too, but uh, I don't know. I'd have to think on that one because Jared Goff's thumb could be an issue if he takes a hit early. All right. The, uh, I don't know. I don't know what happened to their uh, the guy that started for them last week, but he didn't look good. I don't know, I don't know if he's going to be he playing knocked this out. Week. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be. Uh, so I don't know what their third option is a quarterback if Jared Goff's thumb becomes an issue. So Daniel Vlader to play it safe, I would yeah. say the, I would say the under there. <laughs> all right. Well, so uh, we all say Packers across the board. Uh, next game, which I think is where we might have a bit of a split here. Uh, Baltimore uh, is. Uh, Versus the Buffalo Bills, and they're going up to Buffalo. Uh, Ravens are getting two and a half. Over under is fifty. Mike, again, I'll start with you. Baltimore or Buffalo? Did you say fifteen or fifty? Fifty. Five feel fifteen. Five zero. I know. I, I, that's why I'm like fifteen. That's fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah. weird. Five zero. Hey, I'll 15. take the thousand on that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, two and a half is your spread. 
I am good. <laughs> usually is. Yes. I, <laughs> I am going. Uh, nice for nice reaction by Matt. I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going. You know what? Fuck it. Buffalo 38 20. Oh, all right. Uh, Matt. Uh, yeah, I was toggling back and forth with this one. I'm going Buffalo. I think uh, I think their defense will will get it done and shut down Lamar Jackson. Uh, 34-24. All right, so they cover. Uh, Rich. Ravens, 23-17. Ooh. All right. It's a bold move, Cotton. Uh, Sean. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I like Buffalo. Uh, I'd say 31 to 20. All right. So they cover. And I also, I'll tell you right now, I would be laying the points two and a half. I'm taking Buffalo. So Rich, you're the only one on the Baltimore train. Um, so choo choo. Um, the, the, you know what the game actually, to be honest with you, the game I want to see, and not that I don't want to see all these, but the two games I really want to see are on Sunday. One of them is Cleveland is going to Kansas City. Cleveland is getting 10, oh. 10, 10 points. That's and the over-under, is, the over-under is 57. So, <laughs> Mike, we'll start, Mike, we'll start with you. Who oh you got? Oh, my God. 50, they're getting 10 points. 10. 10. Jesus Christ. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he's playing. I think he's he on better the play. He list. better play for Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, Cle- Cleveland is is just. I, I'm not going to belay my choice here, but I, I'm going to go Cleveland. And I. Oh my God! I so don't know. Did, I. So you Cleveland? Cleveland? I, yeah. I, I don't even know the score because they they can either come out and just destroy and demolish, or they're going to play like Cleveland three or four years ago and get destroyed and demolished. So I, right. I'm I'm going to say Cleveland on the win. I don't. All right, Matt. Uh, what was the over? Over under is 57. All right, I'm definitely taking the over. Did you guys look up this recent stat the last time Mahomes and Baker Mayfield squared off? Yeah, it was yeah, in college, college, and there was like a 1,000 like points scored. 57. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mayfield threw seven touchdown passes. He threw for a total of uh, 545 yards. He went 27 for 36. Okay, not bad. You want to know what Mahomes went for? 52 <laughs> For 88, he threw for 734 yards, and he had five <laughs> touchdown passes. So no matter what, take the Video over, but games, take the Chiefs. Bro. So you're taking Video the Chiefs games. and the I'm over. I'm just facing that off of that alone. It is going to be an offensive battle. Uh, so you're laying the points. You're uh, oh, you're yeah. laying the 10, okay? Uh, Rich, who you got? Uh, it's not really a hard choice. Kansas City is going to turn the Browns into the just – a pile of make shit. Them the, the, the whites? <laughs> no, not gonna make them the I've whites. I've seen shit that pants, turn you white. <laughs> their pants are gonna be the same color as their team name at this game. I say forty-one twenty. All right. So, oh, that's that's actually forty-one twenty. Yeah, that just barely hits yep. you over. Sean, how about yourself? I would. I'm definitely taking the over in that game, and I want to take the Browns. With the ten point, I'm, I want the. I think the Chiefs are going to win, but I would take if I was going to bet, I, I'd take the plus ten for the Browns. So I still take, think the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs win, but they don't. They don't cover. So you're taking the. So in this case, though, where we're just picking them who wins, you're taking the Chiefs, Chiefs win, though, right? Okay, sure. yeah. All right. Um, and you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I've been flip flopping. 
And God, do I want the Chiefs to come out and win. But after what they showed in their defense against Pittsburgh, um, and and most of that was um, with Ben Roethlisberger saying, screw you, OC, I'm going to take and run the show on the, on the field. He had them pretty good. If they didn't go down 28, uh, they would have blown the Browns out. I think if anything, I'm going to take the Chiefs. Uh, I mean, I'm going to take the Chiefs just to win on this. But if I was betting, I'm taking the Cleveland with the 10 and the over on yeah, that. And then the team, it, the, the the game that I really can't wait to watch, which oh, is yeah. Sunday night, which is Tampa versus the Saints. Tampa traveling to New Orleans is getting three points over under is 51 and a half. Uh, Mike, who you got? <laughs> this is the old man bowl. Yeah, on the History I'm, Channel. <laughs> I, I, I'm going, uh, what was it? What did you say, 51 and a half? Is that what you said? 51 and a half, sir. I'm I'm stick with Brady, man. I'm going Tampa. I think it's going to be Tampa. Oh, man. 34-28. Okay. All right. Matt. Uh, I'm just going to base it off the last time these two teams faced off. 38-3, <laughs> New Orleans over Tampa. And the first time they faced off, they beat them by 11. So I'm going with the Saints again. If this is Drew Brees' last year, I'm going to ride the Brees train. Sorry, Tom Brady. I love you. But I'm going with uh, Saints 34-28 by touchdown. Right. So they cover. Okay. Rich? Um, oh, cat score keeper. It's a tough thing to beat the same team three I times Saints, in one bro. season. I, I think Tampa's going to Stole my thunder. I was going to say that. <laughs> Still Tom Brady. He's got guys that can catch the ball. He's got dudes that can run the ball. I think this time they'll be fine. I'm going 31-24. You got Tampa? All right. Sean, who you got? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Why cutest little so uh, That was taking, the cutest I'm taking ever. the Saints. Um <laughs> I think the Saints I think the Saints win by three. I think you, you see the Saints win this game 30, 34 to 31. Ooh, so a push. All right. Push. Sean, you just um, reminded me of a dog when his master leaves for the day for work. <laughs> <laughs> just looks out the window. <laughs> that, was, and, uh, that was how I felt about the game. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going tamper on this one. Um, again, I, I – I think Rich, you hit it uh, the nail on the head. It is. It's hard to beat a team once. It's hard to beat a team twice and sweep them in a series. It's even harder to go three and zero against a team. Um, and I just think Tom Brady, when they played the Saints, uh, I mean they opened against the Saints and the Saints, you know, ended up beating them. And I just don't think that Brady, again, with the COVID situation and no real offseason, didn't have time to connect with his receivers. The next time they played them, I think they were sort of transitioning between a Bruce Arian style offense and a Brady style offense and having a lot of, I don't want to say infighting, but, you know, a, 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 you know, tug of war on, on who is going to get the, the, the ability to run this offense the way they wanted to. Now I think they are running that quick Brady style offense and Brady's given the, uh, has the ability to now to call the plays that he needs to and check off what Arians is calling to what the defense is giving him instead of being stuck calling what Arians wants with no real backup plan, uh, you know, as, as, because he's not able to run his style offense. So in my opinion, Tampa wins, 
Uh, and I don't know about the over-under. I think it's going to be a lot closer. Um, but I think Tampa wins outright. So here's how we got it. Rams-Packers, clean sweep for us across for the Packers. Baltimore versus Buffalo. Rich is on the Baltimore train. The rest of us are on uh, Buffalo. Uh, the Cleveland uh, versus Kansas City. Mike, you're the only one on the Cleveland train. The rest of us mm-hmm. got the Chiefs. And then Tampa Saints. This is what I think is going to be really fun. Uh, Mike, Rich, and I have Tampa. Matt and Sean, you guys have the Saints. So that is our division game. Um, what do you think, boys? Do you think it's time for hot take court? Put Mike back on the hot seat because, you know, as a defendant, he's got to get his shit together. <sighs> and Whatever. let's Go get this up here. Let's done. do this. You guys have your goddamn opinions let's made up as it is. Put you this can put that here. logo on the O. I could didn't work, but nonetheless, <laughs> hot take. Hot just take missed court. it so fast. Oh, I tried. I tried. Uh, <laughs> take court that much. Hot take court is in session. Um, Ma- uh, Matt, I'm going to give you the uh, the honorable gavel uh, for uh, for today. Um, you Why are the all rising. Uh, honor, uh, honor, no, no, we are. Judge <laughs> we are. We are. That's why I can't sit. I mean, that's why I can't stand. Um, so uh, you said it. Yeah, I did. Uh, so it, it, as I speak, uh, it is the Honorable Matt O'Brien, Rich Mays, and Sean Farhadian presiding. I am the plaintiff, and Mike is the defendant. The topic, which is very, very animated uh, this week in our in our you know pregame. Uh, our pre-show uh, conversations on the rebuild. Should Bill Belichick be in charge of the rebuild? So again, if you're not familiar with this, we each get three minutes of uh, to give our, our our takes and why the other person is wrong. Then we have some quick closing arguments. And then the three judges in this case, the Honorable Matt O'Brien, Rich Mays, and Sean Farhadian will rule on who wins hot take court uh are we ready boys yes sir you guys each get three or you want to do two minutes uh you know what three minutes that doesn't matter you give us three and then if we finish early fine we finish early okay so uh you decide as the as the uh senior honorable judge you decide who gets the first crack at this uh prosecution okay george you are up Whenever you start, I will start the clock. You have three minutes, sir. All right. Honorable judges, I appreciate you being here today. Mike, I'm just going to tell you right now, your reasoning for getting rid of Belichick and not allowing him to do the rebuild is absolutely stupid. And here's why. 244 (laughs) and 92. 244 and 92, sir. That is a 726 winning percentage. The best in the NFL, period. In a 20-year span. 20 years, not 10, 10, 20 years. Here's what we got. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. 17 division titles in those 20 years, including 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 in a row. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Go after yourself. You've got 1, 2, 3, 
four, five, six Super Bowl titles. You've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine AFC championships. Granted, yes, you did lose the perfect season in 2007. You did lose in 2011, both of those to the Giants. I will agree that you did fuck up in 2017 and should have beaten the Eagles if you did play um, Malcolm Butler. But there is no arguing that literally since 2000, 2000 when he didn't have Brady, he went 5-11. and 11. With Brady, the only season that he was a little crazy, a little wonky, was 9-7 and seven in 2002. And that was after they won, let's be honest, their miracle Super Bowl by beating the greatest show on turf. The only other season that he has had a losing record has been without Brady, which is 7-9 and nine in 2020. Now, you can say, oh, is Brady over Belichick? But Belichick's track record of being able to bring in players and proven winners and get this team to the next level each and every time has been proven time and time and time again. Yeah, Brady had a lot to do with it, but Belichick is the mastermind because he goes out and gets guys, you know, like... Uh, um, like uh, uh, Rodney Harrison, you know what I mean? Goes and, you know, gets a Randy Moss, goes and gets Wes Welker and, and, and drafts Julian Edelman. Like he gets the players in here that needs to be done. Gerard Mayo, you know, uh, uh, Spikes. He gets guys here to do what they need to, to keep this winning train going. So just because he's at one losing season and you want to throw him to the curb is completely asinine. I'm done. Okay. And uh, Mike, your rebuttal. All right. Plain and simple. I know it's a broken record by George. We, we're not taking away from what Belichick has in his accomplishments. Belichick is by far probably one of the greatest coaches in all sports history. There's no denying it. Belichick was also 47 years old when he took over for the Patriots 21 years ago. 47 years old. Brady's 43. Belichick was a younger coach then. It was a younger season then, a younger team then. 5-11 and 11 the first year, not the best year, but that team trusted the fact that Robert Kraft was redoing things. Bill Belichick was starting to redo things. They had trust in him. Fast forward, he's 68 years old now. He's on the back nine of his coaching career. He's on his last couple holes. You talked about a rebuild. You didn't mention the word rebuild an awful lot. Rebuild to me is you're, you're fixing something that's damaged or destructive. I think with this new season coming in, this new new era of guys coming in, they can't stick to a Bill Belichick offense. So do you shuffle guys in and you rotate guys through that can adapt and waste time, effort, and money? Or do you say, what's the bigger picture here? I'm not saying you're to Belichick after a losing season. That's not fair to him. But when you want to talk about a rebuild, would one guy help or would get rid of a coach and say, we got new guys? Bill Belichick ain't going to another team. He's not going to go to a, a Seattle to, with Russell Wilson or Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes or anywhere else with, with these running gun players. Because even George, even you said a million times, that doesn't work in a Belichick-style offense. So he has to find a guy like a Brady or a Breeze who are on the tail end of their careers to coach. So it's going to be tough for him to get a coaching job. Does the Patriots move forward and rebuild, possibly looking at getting rid of Belichick? I say yes. I say you want to rebuild properly, you start with the coaching staff. You rebuild off younger guys. You rebuild, you take a hit for a season or two, you're going to get a win, but you rebuild. You don't be like the Jets and go, what, 2-14, and 2-12, and 12 because your rebuilding didn't work because you didn't do the right things. The Patriots have the Patriots' way of doing things the correct way. One Belichick, 
Belichick was a great coach. He is a great coach. He'll always be a great coach. His accomplishments, his awards, his championships, no denying he's, he's the Mount Rushmore of coaches. But to talk about a rebuild of a team, not a redo of a team, a rebuild of a team with a younger generation and younger players and different style of play, it doesn't work with Bill Belichick. So I think within the next year or two, you rebuild the team by shuffling the coaching staff around. If that means getting rid of Belichick and bringing a younger coach in to make a whole new offense, you 100% do it and you build off that. That's a rebuild. I yield my time to the sir from Massachusetts. Okay. Arguments have been made. Do we need a 30-second rebuttal? I'm going to give a quick closing argument. Mike, you just said you just said that, honestly, that uh, it would take a year or two. No, no, no. Seconds. No, no. Dude, a year or two, my ass. Belichick is going to be rebuilding now. You don't just waste the next two years while Belichick's the coach. And you even mentioned no team is going to hire Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick's got a 726 winning percentage with the Patriots. Every fucking team will fire their coach immediately and pick Belichick up just to get his brain in the organization to get them to the next level. There's not a coach alive right now in the NFL that won't be fired immediately if Belichick becomes available in the next year or two. All right. Mona, is that my rebuttal? You want closing arguments? A quick one. Uh, I, I'm in a year or two. Yeah, a year or two starting this year. This was a rebuild year because when Brady left, it started to rebuild, and he didn't make the right decisions. And there's no team taking on Bill Belichick because it's not Bill Belichick's team. Bill Belichick's team is the Patriots, but unfortunately, the the landscape is changing. Bill Belichick, sorry, I I think you want to rebuild. You get rid of Bill Belichick and you rebuild with the younger coaching staff. And no team's firing their coach to bring on Bill Belichick to redo their entire structure of a team that's been winning season the past couple of years. They didn't win this year. Tough luck for Wrap the Patriots. It, it sucks, but again, rebuild is restructure. Okay. Arguments have been made. Closing statements have been said. We're going to have to vote on it. Gentlemen, who would want to go first? Sean or Rich? I'll go first. Rich, you have the floor, sir. 30 seconds. George is, George is the victor. I mean, Belichick's the coach. Just because you're rebuilding doesn't mean you need to restructure. Football's a game of discipline. Nobody instills discipline into players like Bill Belichick does. If players don't want that kind of discipline, then he doesn't bring them here. Or he gets rid of them after they come here. Look, what was his name? The guy from the Jets there. Uh, Oh, damn it. I can't remember his name. He was a stud with the Jets. We brought him here, and he was dog crap. And Belichick got rid of him. Like, guys come in and go all the time. The younger guys want to play for a winning program. The Patriots, Five even seconds. though they had a bad year, they're still the Patriots. Belichick still has a good plan. I think they'll trust in him and let him handle this. Sean? The one thing I will agree with Mike about is that I think Belichick is now in his older age having a harder time relating to some of his newer players, the draft picks and uh, younger um, free agents that he's brought in. I think you have been able to see that he he does seem to have a tough time reaching some of these newer guys. But, I mean, in the long run, I, I obviously I, I am going to have to side with George. Um, the guy is the best football coach that's ever been around. I mean, you don't. You don't let him walk out the door. Bill Bill Belichick will stop coaching the Patriots when Bill Belichick is good and ready to stop coaching the Patriots. And I'm fine with that because 
for what he's accomplished over these last 20 years and what he's given this, this organization in this city, he he's earned that in my mind. So, I mean, if you want to have this conversation next year, if you go, if they go six and 10, five and 11 again, okay, maybe I'll entertain it. But for now, Belichick's the coach and I don't see that uh, ending anytime soon. Okay. Uh, I mean, obviously strength in numbers, but uh, George, in your three-minute rant, and I'll start mine. I don't. I you spent so much time on Belichick's accolades that I didn't know. I forgot what the topic was. You really didn't even make an argument of like where this team is going until it went back to Mike, and he immediately started with a rebuild. So, as far as making an argument, I forgot what the topic was. I thought we were talking about Bill Belichick's greatest achievements. So I'm going to side with Mike saying he won the argument because he was actually talking about rebuilding and where to start and not being able to relate to the players. However, it's two to one. You won, George. But I'm serious. <laughs> Look at that shitty grin. <laughs> I forgot what we were talking about. I'm like, wait, are we one. talking about Bill, Bill Belichick's greatest accomplishments? Oh, wait, I thought we were talking about Bill Belichick. Do we tr- entrust him to rebuild this team? And how do we go about that? Granted, Great points, but not really for right this topic. So I side with Mike, but majority rules. Mike, you are now 0-2 in hot take court. We shall see what happens next Wednesday. I'm not on the fucking show next Wednesday. I'm not doing this goddamn thing next Wednesday. Fuck this, fuck you, and fuck this fucking thing. I'll say something crazy, then we can argue. I don't know, whatever. I will will say at least... I, in my opinion, you're right. I didn't argue this uh, about the rebuild because I think his accomplishments of going as dominant as he has is the argument in and of itself. If you're going to get rid of the greatest coach in the world, and to be honest with you, the Giants' job is an option if he were to leave uh, New England because he loves that he has a soft spot in his heart for the New York Giants organization. Always has, always will. So if he leaves. The Giants' job could become available, and I wouldn't be surprised if you see him there. So, in my opinion, like Sean said, it's his job to do it till he wants to, you know, to stop. But listing his accomplishment is the argument because you don't let a guy go who's been that productive and that good for that long just to let him walk out the door and not let him rebuild because he went what seven and nine one year when this coming year. He's got over a hundred thousand, a hundred million dollars in salary cap available to him, and a to ton of the decent very first free agent year, players. Five and eleven. Yeah, five and eleven. You right. said no, he I only had that. one season. You said that three times. No, two. He actually had two. <laughs> two. We book so five and court, eleven. If you guys want to treat this like hot take court, you are you are almost disapproving your theory because now you don't know your facts. Now, if I'm if I'm a jury, I'm just going to be like, this guy's wrong right now, and on that fact, how can I trust the other arguments that he's going to make? Well, well, you built God. a great foundation, my friend, but you forgot to build the roof. Well, thank God. Oh, this, real, 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 thank real God quick. this jury is not hung. <laughs> real, real quick, a, la- a last question, just just with just with that topic on a, on a just to think about. Let's say, I mean, of course, he's going to be the coach next year. That's I know that. My opinion is to rebuild and get rid of him and do the thing. So let's say they keep him on, and they sign him for two years, and they say, okay, 70 years old, that's the that's kind of the the un, un, unofficial uh, cutoff date for Bill Belichick. And he starts the rebuild, and he brings these players in and either keeps Cam or gets rid of whatever the decisions are. And he brings these players in. We see a younger, fresh team. And next season, he goes 7-9 and nine again, 6-10. and 10. 
Okay, well, the second year, he's, he's, he's still rebuilding. And the year after that, does the same thing. Okay, he's, at what point, that's, that's my whole argument for this. At what point do you, not you, George, but in hypothetical, do you sit and say, okay, um, you had three years ago to bring Cam Newton in, and that didn't work. Then we gave you another chance the year after to bring other guys in, and you didn't really do much with that. So we kind of entrust you because you're Bill Belichick, you do what you want to keep going. And that didn't happen either. So at what point do you, that's kind of, that was my whole point in the whole, in the text chain is at what point do you, do you sit back and say, okay, it's, it's been a hell of a fuck in 21 years, dude. It's been an, an insane, awesome 20 year career with the England Payton. Oh my God. It's been, it's been awesome. But it's maybe think about the future. That was, that was my whole, that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up. That's why I said it is, Think about the future of the, of the team. I mean, at what point do you, do you pull the trigger and, and bring someone in, you know? Well, I, 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 I got to agree with Sean, at least on this. I think it's, it's Belichick. He, he doesn't, I don't think there's a timeline on his, uh, on his, um, you know, you know, he signed a contract extension. I think it's just, he keeps going till, nice you know, crutch, Rich. till whatnot, you know what I mean? The- <laughs> I think he just keeps going till he wants to go. You know what I mean? And I think it's literally his team. Um, but that is our show again. Thanks for being a part of our show this uh, Wednesday. It was a little long, but I think we had a lot of topics we needed to cover and a lot of good stuff we talked about. Um, (laughs) (laughs) no, at this, no, at this day, um, uh, students stay tuned with us on uh, Saturday. Uh, I know we didn't get to the Ben and Tendy discussion. Maybe by then Ben and Tendy will be trained. He'll be gone by then. Uh, uh, We'll talk about that because I don't want him keep him. Um, yeah, you're damn right they should. Um, you're damn right they should. Um, Mike's back at it again. Hot take court next Wednesday. Um, but again, thanks for being a part of this. We are here every Wednesday night at 7 and Saturday, 11 a.m. Make sure you follow us on all the socials. It's at the Armchair Sports Guys on Facebook, at the Armchair Sports Guys on Instagram, Armchair underscore Guys on Twitter, and Armchair Sports Guys on TikTok. On behalf of the uh, the five Lions here, we got Sean Brahady and Rich Mays, Michael Chance, Matt O'Brien. I'm G.J. Mitchell signing off saying thank you again. We appreciate you being a part of this, and we'll see you on Saturday morning. Bye-bye.